This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 16 minutes past 8 a.m. on this uh, grayish Saturday morning, Saturday, September 30th already. We are expecting some showers perhaps on and off for the rest of the day. It does feel like fall outside, which it should because it is the end of September. Makes sense. It was warm this past week. It was un- felt unseasonably warm. Chance of showers today. Risk is of a thunderstorm as well. Looking much the same tonight. Uh, tomorrow, shaping up a little bit. Mainly cloudy. Some clearing late tomorrow afternoon. A bit windy and a high of 15 degrees. So not a bad weekend for the last weekend of September. We are going to talk about proposed federal tax changes. And you've likely heard this story in the news or seen some of the feedback. The federal finance minister doing a tour of Canada. Some saying that it's not nearly long enough, that the consultation isn't nearly long enough to get enough feedback from people across the country. In just a second, we're going to check in with the president and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. But before we do, take a quick listen to this. This is from a report from David Aiken with Global News from one of those consultation meetings with the public, many of whom are small business owners who came out to speak with the federal finance minister. We need to reward success in this country. And in Canada, we're pursuing a punished private business agenda. Why are you trying to divide the Canadian people? Finance Minister Bill Morneau is under fire over his tax reform plan. Why don't we let the minister speak, people? You all had your opportunity. In town hall meetings like this one, held across the country over the summer, hundreds of small business owners have condemned the proposed reforms. Sir, sir, you had an opportunity to speak before. Let's do finance for people who actually know something about risk and benefit, like some people from small business community from this room. If I were to die right now, my children would, after all the taxes, would get about 50% of my current business. Under the new legislation, they're going to get about 7%, and the government's going to take 93%. I ask how that's fair. This is a vast uh, liberal conspiracy against uh, the hardworking private sector. All right, those are just a few voices from one of the town hall meetings held with the federal finance minister. Let's bring in Ian Black. He is the president and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Ian Black, thank you so much for being here. Oh, good morning to you and your listeners. Good morning. Uh, What are your thoughts? I know you've spoken about these proposed uh, federal tax changes, and after hearing some of the small business owners there, uh, what are your thoughts on what the federal government is putting forward? Well, you know, Joe, we've never seen anything like this. Uh, in, 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 uh, we're a very old, 130-year-old organization, and we're not one of your kind of radical, outspoken advocacy groups that lights our hair on fire every time we see something we don't like. We've got a long history of working with governments of all stripes to achieve things that are right for our communities, not just the economy. So when our membership rears up on its hind legs, the way that we've seen, uh, and, and by quick way of example, we went canvassing to see if people wanted to send a letter uh, to the local members of parliament in British Columbia, and we expected we might see about 5,000 over the course of a month, because we've got a very large membership. We represent about a third of the workforce of BC through our membership. And we got 25,000 emails in three weeks. Wow. We've never seen anything like this. And uh, so it, it, it really is quite a big issue. And it's a big issue, I think, because for, 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 I think, three or four reasons. The key one is that the messaging of the government around how this will impact small businesses and entrepreneurs who in British Columbia represent six out of ten jobs 
and over a third of our economic engine, which, by the way, in both cases is the biggest in Canada. Um, that community is being told by their financial planners, by their bookkeepers and accountants and their tax lawyers that the government's wrong, that this will impact people well below the uh, the numbers that the prime minister and the uh, the uh, federal finance minister are talking about, where they're, they're they're kind of identifying somebody who's making in excess of two hundred thousand dollars a year, who has also already maxed out their RRSPs and maxed out their tax-free savings account. They're getting unanimous consent from the small business community's advisors, who are saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, that's not accurate." You might be taking seventy-five or a hundred or one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars out of your business in those good years where you're actually making profit, and this will impact you and impact you significantly. I, I saw a quote from you saying that this will lead to business failures and and perhaps scaring people away from from starting new businesses. Well, I think that's 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 very true. I do believe that. I'll tell you why. Um, the tax changes, and I don't imagine your listeners are intimately aware of all the, 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 the elements of this, but there's one of them in particular, which uh, the, the government has referred to using the word loophole. And this is, this is one of the reasons you're seeing the business community very upset, because they're finding that very, quite offensive, actually. Because what we're talking about are, are mechanics that were deliberately created over 40 years ago, ironically, by the way, under uh, Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, uh, that were deliberately created and left in the system by design to encourage small businesses and entrepreneurs to take that risk for men and women to walk away from really good jobs, uh, put their mortgage on the line, their life savings on the line, to hire people and to create economic activity from which we all benefit as a, as a, as a local economy and as a local community. So those are very, very deliberate. And uh, the, so this, number one, people are being offended that uh, they're being called loopholes. But if they get shut down, and that is the ability for small business owners to take money in and out of their business the way that they see fit as small business owners, according to an existing and proven and very legal set of rules, and suddenly government's going to change their ability to do that, shut it down in most cases, and prevent them from, in the case of a family farm, which is a small business, let's not forget, um, take away the ability for the income that the family has generated on that farm to be distributed amongst members of the family uh, without some very uh, rather heavy-handed oversight by the government, and in some cases the government deciding what is a fair wage to pay uh, to someone in your business. That is really, really difficult to get your head around if you're a small business or you're an entrepreneur. That is not government's place to do that kind of stuff. So we do believe this could have a very negative impact on the uh, entrepreneurial appetite. Uh, and when you say that, too, with the using of the word loophole and, and the, how some are taking offense, rightfully so, because it almost seems like the federal government is, is trying to paint small business owners as a bunch of tax cheats. Well, and that was the narrative that started out. And to be fair, I mean, we really have to be fair here, too, both the Prime Minister and the Federal Minister of Finance, they have backed off that language a lot in the last couple of weeks. And the, uh, the, the, the commentary, certainly at the front end of this, it inferred that anyone who is taking advantage of these legitimate legal mechanisms that are frankly pivotal, uh, uh, crucial to, to uh, entrepreneurial activity, uh, that uh, they were indeed at the front end uh, inferring that people who were doing so were, were, were kind of cheating and being a little too cute by half and, and language like that, which was not helpful. Um, but they are, as, as mentioned, uh, they, they are very much part of the fabric of what drives entrepreneurs to take risks, 
create employment, which is a huge thing in British Columbia, as I mentioned, six out of ten jobs. And, uh, and so we, that, that's part of the challenge here is the rhetoric around this and almost a class warfare, which is very dangerous politics when you start deliberately trying to pit people who have achieved something and who have something against people who do not, whether for, for reasons of misfortune or, or lack of opportunity or whatever. Um, it's very dangerous politics, and it, it creates a lot of um, uh, angst and a lot of uh, negative energy. And so we're having to deal with a little bit of that as well, which makes this even noisier. What are you hoping the government does as this, uh, the town halls continue? What are you hoping happens next? Well, you, you know, the key, the, the last part of what you said there is actually uh, the, the, one of the key things we're hoping for. The consultations actually aren't continuing. They're about to end. And this is one of the reasons people are so upset. There's, there's a couple of key things that caused our members to react with such extraordinary um, uh, numbers as, as they have. First is the proposals themselves. The, 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 it is the view of our members through their experts who intimately know their business environment and their family financial situation. It is the view of their members that they, the government is wrong. They are simply mathematically incorrect in terms of how this will impact the small business community. Number two is, is the messaging, the rhetoric around this, which, as you mentioned, the implications of small business owners being tax cheaters and not paying their fair share, et cetera, et cetera. And the third, and this is the key point perhaps for right now, is the process. The last time changes like this were introduced, there was a two-year consultation period. Two years. Mm. This was 75 days, and it was started in the dog days of summer. And it's ending very, very shortly. So um, our main objective, to come to the point, our main objective here is to get the government to hit the pause button. That's the hashtag we've been using on Twitter, your hashtag, hit the pause button. We want them to stop. Do not proceed on this. If you believe that tax reform is needed in this country, which, by the way, is a really important conversation, and it, it should be done thoughtfully and thoroughly, and probably every couple of decades, it should be really, really examined, and we're kind of due for one of those conversations. We're saying, by all means, let's do that. We're a great organization to engage in a conversation like that. Let us. But that's not what this is. This has been a very much a, a very rushed uh, kind of period. The, there's, there's an ideology uh, that is driving this, this particular set of uh, changes, I believe, and they're, on, they're in a rush to get on. The, the, the Minister of Finance has been quoted many times. I've heard him say it myself two or three times now. We're getting on with this. We're getting on with this. Well, the business community is going, whoa, 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 just slow down here a second and really think this through. All right. Ian Black, we'll have to leave it there. I really appreciate uh, you joining us to talk about this today. Thank you so much. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.